Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So what is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. Bring it. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. My name is Ando. Well, if you missed the show at Aarhus Kunsthal called Mastering the Art of Contemporary Art, shame on you, huh? Which, of course, I mean, shame on me, too, because I also didn't get to see it. But I was lucky enough to be able to sit down with Esmeralda and Sean, the creators of the show, and we had a fantastic conversation. It does feel weird to kind of rant and rave about how great the show was, when I didn't actually see it, but that's part of the genius of the show. You don't necessarily have to have seen it to get something out of it. They also created a platform for everything which was made during the show, and it's uh, it's great. So, are you confused? That makes sense if you don't know what this is all about. I should probably explain what the show was and how it was structured. That will make the conversation I'm going to share with you guys a lot more enlightening. So, hold tight. I'll do that in just a second. I just wanted to tell you guys about the book festival we, the podcast, are taking part of this weekend. Yes, sir, like I did say last time, it is your chance to say it to my face. I will be at the 1000 Books Art Book Festival this weekend with the podcast. We'll have a booth there. We'll be having conversations with folks. We'll be meeting people. We'll be promoting the show. It kicks off actually today with a seminar, an all-day free seminar at Allgelen about art books and then on Saturday and Sunday, the fair jumps off at Charlottenburg. If you guys haven't gone before, it's a really good fair, and it's the first year they're having it at Charlottenburg now. Come say hello. I'll post links to the program and other information on the show notes for this episode. I'll also send out a mailer because we've started a mailing list. Sign up for that shit on our website. Subscribe page. We'll be sending out a bi-monthly mailer with uh, new episodes and other pertinent art information. Oh, and the final piece of news. Go see Stee Stacy, former guest of the show, Stee Stacy's show at Gallery Paulson. It is spectacular, and it's only up for a couple more weeks. All right, all right. Get to the point. I know, I know. So like I said, we have Esmeralda Cosmotopoulos and Sean Naftel on the show today, and they have started this this project. It, it's a concept. It's an exhibition. They call it Mastering the Art of Contemporary Art. They'll obviously explain more during our talk, but the basic idea is that they constructed a TV kitchen set in the Kunsthalle. They had a long series of recipe presentations by local artists who, who, who shared how to, quote, cook artworks, uh, some sort of process, anything. And then the exhibition of works created by anybody based off of these recipes. The project has a complete online component. That's why it makes sense you didn't have to see the show. It's called Maca.tv. There'll also be links to that up on the show notes for this episode. And you have to check it out. It's, it's the whole reason I'm so excited about this. There's tons and tons of stuff on there. It's really, really cool. And the other great thing about it is that uh, this is just the beginning. They're going to keep this moving and keep it going on. All right. I will let them explain the rest. It's really fantastic. I will see you guys this weekend at the Art Book Festival. Tell all your friends. And Sean and Esmeralda, take it away. 
Oh, and don't mind Geronimo, Esmeralda's dog buddy, who is chewing on his bone during the episode. Enjoy! with my dog it's funny because actually just looking at you guys now it does seem like you guys are a little um kind of like just battle hardened it's been weeks <laughs> and weeks of doing this and everything's just it has been very hard i mean for me it's like the first time uh i uh, i mean that i do a performance project and the project that, that lasts so long because before like usually you have like the preparation Mm. of the project and then you have like a week of installation where you just kind of like exhaust yourself and then, and the then opening. and then you have the opening and then everything goes well everybody taps you in the uh, give you a little tap on the back and then you have the week where you just stay home after like with the baby blues looking at the ceiling and say i hate myself i'm such a loser right. this is horrible nobody understood <laughs> my vision totally. and then you move on to the next thing right and then you come back to the to the exhibition space if it's a local space once a week and say hi everyone like a guest star right. and here we had everything but i'm not yet on my sofa looking at the ceiling and say i'm a failure uh we had to like keep oh, the aspirations activity. yeah <laughs> i know it's gonna happen in new york but we have to keep the activity and the energy because i feel like a lot of the project was a. Uh, us, I mean, Sean and I were kind of like a bit cartoonish in a way. We have like yeah. very bold and unique personalities. And uh, when we're doing the performance, uh, <laughs> you have to give everything because you have to like uh, keep perform. The you have perform. to perform. Yeah. It's exhausting. And keep yeah, the audience engaged and have fun. And if the artist gets a bit like uh, always redirect with the artist as well, like, you know, to keep it, to make it like a, a show, you know. Yeah, so right. that I think after like three weeks, you, 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 you're, you're tired. Yeah. Not tired of it, but just, just tired, tired right. like just exhausted. Yeah. And I mean, also with the artists, like another part of that is where you're always kind of redirecting. But then on top of that, because we're dealing with English is not the first language of most of these people. Um, that there are sometimes that some of the artists have been, you know, have said things like, thank you for helping me. I was trying to remember what that word was. Nobody said that to right. me, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that um, to me. <laughs> but that, it was, like, that was a common a couple of times that they were like, oh, I was trying to think of this word. And I'm glad that you were able to like see that I was, I had a pause and, and you knew what the pause was. Right. And you have to make yeah. those decisions on the run constantly. Yeah, because you don't want to step over somebody. You just want to make it easier for mm. them to explain their, their process. Right. right so, right. cause that's kind of what it like, that's, that's kind of what Maca is, is that it's, it's about the process and it's about having the conversation about it. So you want to make that, you want to make that as seamless as possible. Right. And as well, fun for the arts that like I am, um, like a lot of them were, were concerned prior. I mean, what, when, uh, when you reach out to them, no artist said no because of uh, not sharing the values of like opening their practice of sharing the recipe of what, how to make their artworks which is what to me would have been the obstacle right i mean i would be like uh, people often artists are like no i'm not going to show my secret recipe to make this thing you know <laughs> which is actually sometimes happen to be something very uh, easy to to figure right, out because it's way too easy yeah like, like yeah, like, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, i have a specific technique to do my collage like what you use glue and paper <laughs> <laughs> so no i mean like i'm just like laughing at it but like everybody was like right away Nobody questioned this idea of like, a, oh, what authorship mean and how am I open? But people were people were like, 
about uh, uh, is it going to be boring or like uh, am I going to are they going to understand my English? Yeah, most or people are really stressed. just concerned about very like the stressed. audience. Yes. Yeah, that that's very Danish concern. too. When people when I ask people to come on the show, they're like, "Oh, my English isn't good enough," or yeah. you know, no one wants to hear me talk for an hour or whatever they might be worried yeah. about. So our job was really to like make them feel comfortable and like you know like uh, I think like the the TV uh, cooking set like it's kind of like the kitchen like you were you, we had to kind of like uh, immer- play play the game and immerse everybody in this kind of like this is really an actual chicken a uh, kitchen sorry all right there is like a like there is like a um, props that were reminding it, but we had to like make feel like like Mama is cooking home. Feel. It was actually functional. It wasn't yeah. just a set. Yeah, it was an actual functional space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you had to reassure them, and like um, after two minutes, they were forgetting about the audience, and and at the end, all of them had said thank you. It was so much fun. Yeah. Nobody said, "Oh fuck, I screwed up." And even, excuse my uh, my my French. No, no, no this is uh, French. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> so nobody said like, uh, "Oh, I screwed up," or "I should have done it better," because it didn't matter, you right. know? Like, it was a fun yeah. moment and everybody had fun and when you have fun, Sean and I will have fun with this project, you yeah. get, you share the fun with the artist and the audience end up having fun and you have a lot of people in the audience that came to multiple performances because it was, it was that fun. was hilarious to see yeah. like the same face sometimes sitting in the same seat yeah. was was also kind of funny like just to see like the same the same person sitting there and just smiling but i mean it really seems like you guys did a good job if all the artists felt that space become real yeah and a space to, to 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 you know achieve whatever they hope to achieve and then the audience also engaged yeah that's yeah. got to be it that's got to be the the thing that you guys really wanted yeah I think so. I think that really it, the fact that it, it went so we would have these moments where, yeah, the artist would just know and you could tell that they realized they were comfortable and we realized that we were having a good time. And then when you look at the audience and they're engaged, like it's, it's actually kind of a, it's a weird high. It's magic. Yeah, it It really is. is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as well, like if you look at the set, I know it's a podcast, but like if you look at the set, it's uh it was uh we had taken like uh, all the kind of like archetypes of what makes a TV set of a cooking show yeah. and uh and that's what well, it was a hybrid between like the cooking TV show set and the blow up dollhouse so hmm. there was kind of like kitschiness to it which was not like um kitschiness like so not tacky but there was like a, a fake window mm-hmm. and a kind of like right. a, a, a dark uh, like a, a bright turquoise blue like a right the 1950s the, uh, kitchen yes. uh, julia child yeah. uh, and child and then yeah. when you talk to the child part of all of us everybody opens up and everybody wants to play because mm-hmm. we all are just craving to just say oh okay let's mess up and like mix some water and concrete and then pour it there and let's just kind of like a, be like the the scientist or like a, just get let's get dirty yeah know? well when you think about it when you're a kid one of the first things that happens when you start talking and walking is you want to go in the kitchen yeah. you know you see people doing stuff in there every day and you're like i want to do that yeah i think that's it's true and also i think a lot of time kids just relate that to play right like they see they're playing with things they're touching things they're moving things around they're changing things and then to see you know your parents grandparents aunts uncles what whoever it is in the kitchen also like going and grabbing things out of their like toy box and putting them together and then all of a sudden you end up with something else 
it it's the process isn't that different right it's I mean, totally you're right it's almost identical yeah it just you know you are supposed to eat the things that come out of the kitchen out of the toy box <laughs> um, the which sandbox. a lot of kids don't understand but um and i i do i think like i at least my earliest memories are really they're of sitting in my great grandmother's kitchen right and like i still know the smell of right. the kitchen i was 3 I, but wild. i still remember that as a as a place and out of all the times i've moved in my life i remember the kitchen in every house that we lived in i don't remember like my bedroom i don't remember the living room very well i do remember the kitchen i do remember watching my family make food and i do remember that as being a thing that then once i was old enough i was invited to to continue that right and it demystified like that was a demystification of that space and of that that art form and i think that this project is kind of a it, it is a continuation of that idea so where do what like if we go back to the beginning where did this idea come from between the two of you and what's the process of this becoming real so what happened is that like i uh was very so it's very interesting because like um Sean, like this project is like Sean and I, like there is nowhere like really like a kind of like a yin yang that makes it. And I am like, um, I grew up in France and, uh, I have like this kind of like idea of like, we have to think everything and debate and let's look at it. That Smoke side. Was at the and cafe let's and look talk at about it, it the other side. Let's, <laughs> in French, we call it, let's remake the world. Mm. And that's, we do that at every dinner. Mm -hmm. And so I had, I wanted to remake the world and explore, uh, the idea of like uh, authorship. Which interests me because in my personal, because with Sean, we never, uh, we don't usually work together. And my practice is a lot about the idea of like language and communication in the post-internet age and how like uh, when technologies are everywhere, it comes to challenge the fundamentals of, uh, of who we are and like the fundamentals of what makes us human. And so I was interested in the idea of like authorship because we're at a time where um, you in the physical world, in the analog world, uh, you have this idea of the artist as a single genius inherited from the like romantic time. And then when you go to online, you have like an open source, you have like this kind of like a, a plural authorship. You, like, you nobody knows who made the first uh, lolcat, you know, like, a, and everything is about built together and, and everyone agrees on that. And in a way, it kind of like um, reminds me of like the Greek antiquity and the oral tradition where before uh, Homer wrote the Odyssey, it was just a continuous reappropriation. So we're at a time where uh, analog and digital are totally intertwined, right? And that, uh, despite that, the, word, the concept of like authorship is different in one world, not in the other, you know? So like, a, let's say I copy paste a sentence from someone else for, to write a book. If it's an ebook, I'm fine, you know, normal. And then if someone prints in a, in a physical book, no good. So right. that was what's interesting me. And I wrote, uh, I had written like kind of like a proposal, keeping it only on this kind of like a let's think about it thing. And my English is not really good, so I emailed several people, friends and friends of friends, saying, "Hey, can you look at it, like, and correct my English?" And one of the friends of friends say you must meet my boyfriend who now is a husband. And that was Sean. Oh. And so Sean, I can summarize your practice and then you can like tell me I'm totally wrong, but Sean is more. <laughs> I'm We've actually turned this. into a married couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been married for 25 years now. That's what an art project will do. I told you not to do that. <laughs> no, so Sean is like working more and it's kind of like a do-it-yourself thing. And like, and reflects as well, like the American way of like, uh, 
let's not think too much. Let's Pragmatic. just like take like the hammer and like the nails and start making stuff. Yep. And so uh, we start talking and like we're like, um, uh, it took a year and a half to formalize it, right? We just were knew we had something that was a shared interest. And we have, we both want to have fun. We both are not taking anything seriously. Uh, so we're not like a, we just don't want to like, a, let's, I mean, everything has to stay very playful. That was really like the shared uh, thread, the common thread we had. And we just like started talking, talking. And so it it's took serious, a, like it's serious, but it's, it, the idea is that it's serious yes. to play. Right. It's that, it's that magic be. balance between yeah. having the energy and the gumption to pull it off, yeah. but not drowning it in production either yeah. Yeah, yeah and like being an onion like uh, several layers like yeah. mm-hmm. we want the first to be like you go in the kitchen there and you're like oh my god like so with the goofy and everything so you open up and then like of course if you want you stay to that level but if you want you can peel the onion and start saying okay what does that really mean and what does that really mean for us is the idea of like we wanted to draw the parallel between cooking and the uh, uh, culinary art and uh, visual art Mm -hmm. because i think that culinary art it's something everybody's familiar with like um, a cooking tv show in japan in uh uh, in austria in australia has the same codes you know and uh and then when you see the cooking show uh the very famous chef comes and he shows in front of everyone the secret recipe and then you're home and uh, you uh, start making it and then you're like, oh, I'm going to add some carrots. Oh, let's put some more spice. And you reappropriate it and then you serve it to your guests. And it's like a, when you look at the, the visual art world, it doesn't happen. Not at all. Right? It's Not at all. Opposite. It's all proprietary always. So we wanted to just take something that everybody's familiar with, the, the TV show. And try to draw this parallel and make art in the, in the in the kitchen, and then that in that way challenge all this notion, but in a very playful way. Yeah. So you just can take the playful part, or you can start like thinking of like what does it mean, what authorship means, what the creative process is. Uh, you know, so. it's such a rich field. Yeah. So that was really like uh, the story. Well, what about you, Sean? So you get an email out of nowhere. Yes. So when you don't know. Actually, I didn't even get the email. I, I got the, hey, there's this woman, Esmeralda, that I I know through a whole series of interactions. Um, I think you guys need to talk. Hmm. And I was like, okay, about, like, what's the process? Like, what are we talking about? So I work, I work collaboratively often. I have kind of my... A, a collaborator I've been working with for eight years, uh, almost nine years, I guess. And Esmeralda and I have been working for three, I guess, yeah. at this point, yeah, almost. Yeah, three years, yeah. Um, it's my first then, collaboration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple other people that I've done collaborations with off and on. And I was like, okay, well, this will be interesting. We'll see kind of how the dynamic kind of changes from person to person and that have sort of thing. Have you collaborated with women? Sorry, interrupt. Have I? Um, yes. I, it's been a while, but not... Yeah, I have, actually. Um but yeah, it has been quite some time. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, we, I sent the email or Aaron, my wife, um, showed me the email and just kind of gave me kind of an idea of what, what was happening. And I realized that I had kind of been thinking the same things and kind of, I'd been interested in this, this idea of like, cooking and the idea of how like the television show i'm addicted to cooking television shows i should say that and cookbooks yeah i'm i have a ridiculous love for cookbooks that is 
I use them. I write in them. I rip out pages. I end up taping the pages back into the book in a different place because it was in the wrong place um, for me. Um, but it was. It's like it, I I love this idea that you can kind of. You don't actually have to make it, but you can read it and you can kind of picture it in your head. But if you make it, it's even like, it's even more rich. And obviously every time you make it, it's going to be different right. than what, what's in the book. It's never going to taste like what Jamie Oliver made. It's never going to taste like what Julia Child made. To be now, sad though. Yeah. You know? Like if it's just like a- <clears throat> If it's just a carbon copy of, or not even a carbon copy, it's just the identical, it's like a clone of the original thing. It's kind of like, eh. Right. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I got the email and we started talking um, I think we, we met at some point in time and just started this conversation. We realized that we both have very, very similar ideas of like how the idea of reappropriating re like deconstructing something and then reconstructing it and how the individual can change that regardless of what the recipe was. It, it became an ongoing conversation. And so through it took like, some time, right? it took a lot of time to formalize yeah. how this concept is going to translate into like a, something physical, right? Yeah. Well, and actually I think it was like, it didn't even take, t- it took a long time to formalize, but it actually just took a long time to like in informal, not informalize, but like <laughs> it took a long time to just kind of like hash out what we were thinking and right, what we were, and yeah, little. just to, yeah, just to like, kind of like, open it up and see what it was and see if it was actually a, a, an idea that we both were, were really like truly kind of working on the same page. And then we began this formalization of just, and it, it was lots and lots of conversations and lots and lots of meetings and lots and lots, of, a, a lot of things over the internet. Like we really did a lot of our communication, even though we're in the same city. That's New York. You can never see anyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, difficult. I live all the way in Queens, so it is pretty far from that's where she lives. That's not the excuse. The excuse um, is like, it's just New York. And <laughs> but like, it's New York. Yeah. When you well, see that's someone what, that's more than saying. like once like, a month, you're like, whoa, back up. You know, and it, it is because <laughs> like me. you just have this like weird thing with distance there. Right. Um, and you have a weird time constraints. And so it came down to us working via text message and mm-hmm. emails and like a random cup text, of tea in here. Like and, a, uh, and like, like a, well, I, I don't know, I was reading like a Roland Barthes, Foucault, uh, other like academic texts. It's kind of like idea like people had questioned like where the locus of the work is and what mm. means the author and like really that is kind of like conceptual things and we're like how these things that are like so serious and deep we can make them approachable and like uh, approach the audience uh, in a more like emotional way to mm-hmm. talk about that yeah but i have to say something like sean works uh collaboratively i don't uh yeah, and you i do <laughs> first time, first yeah. time. But my point is kind of like because I am very opinionated and have a very crystal clear vision of like how things are. And my husband, when I, I said to him, oh, I'm going to collaborate, he's like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> one more drama. <laughs> and I have to say in a weird way, it has been like absolutely flawless. Like in the sense that I haven't compromised my vision yeah, neither have I. No point. Like we had, it was, it was the same. Like there was no, more, you know, when you collaborate or in a marriage, you're like, all right, I'm gonna give that up right. to him. I'm gonna pick my battles. No, it was really from the like concept to the formalization to the aesthetics to yeah. how the to how the kitchen set is gonna look. We were finishing each other's sentence, which is super awkward, you know. That's extraordinarily lucky. It is extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually a little eerie at moments because it was like, okay, so I'm thinking this. That's amazing. I was thinking the same thing last night when I was going to bed. Really? Yeah. And then we would just, and so 
that's done. Like right. you, you know that you can put that to bed now. You can just like right. no use it as an ingredient. That. Yeah. And then you can bring it back up and it can add in and just like enrich whatever the next part of the process is. So then it just became a thing where it was like step to step to step to step to step without having any of these yeah. like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back or which debates, or debates know, which would, you know, I did, I did the first video and I'm like, Oh, I want to put this like jingle uh, from like old, <laughs> old movies. And this is like a, you can like or hate, right? It's like a, it's not like a ambient sound to introduce the work. It's kind of like a cheesy one. So is it the one that starts yeah, out yeah. all the videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a and like Sean's like, I love it, you know. And I loved it too. It's, yeah, oh, that's kind of amazing. Own, like, right? Kind of amazing. It's also addictive. all our bold choices. Yeah. Uh, all bold choices. Not like a nothing is gray. Everything is bold. And right. in in uh, all the time, it was, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. You know, like uh, so that's that was wild. really awesome. Yeah. yeah. But did, did, was the process? Uh, you guys said it took a long time. Was it? Was it also research based? Was you guys doing a lot of uh, kind of? We did some research. It was. A, it was more Just conversational. Conversational than anything. Yeah. Um, and I think a part of the reason was was that we're both incredibly busy, so we were working on other projects, and I think those other projects actually enriched this project as we were working through the process. And it was conversational. I think it just, it was one of those things where it just kind of took, it took time in the oven, right? We had, it took a while to bake this bread and we really needed to make sure that it, it made sense and that it, it was, it was full and, and ripe and, 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 and had all the, the notions. But that's what was cool. Like, it's kind of like, this project is really confusing uh, <laughs> because it's, uh, no, it's true. Uh, it's very confusing because, so what is it? Is it like a, a performance-based exhibition? Is it a participatory exhibition? Is it an online platform? Is it social or practice? Physical? And so the thing is kind of like as the fact that it took us time and that it was conversational. We didn't say we shown, hey, we share the same interest. We should do a performance together. We just said, let's talk about things. Yeah. And we didn't get any limits to, and we create something that a uh, hybrid yeah. uh, that doesn't, uh, you know, that if you haven't like just like a if you were starting with a framework, it would never have been able to happen. And Yeah, I think our only limit was we both knew that it was going to turn into something. That it wasn't and it just was going involved. to be... Yeah, cooking. And that it wasn't <laughs> going to just be a conversation. That it was a conversation that definitely was going... It was there going was a, somewhere. There was a project. There mind. was a project there. It wasn't just this like ongoing conversation of debate and like trying to figure things out and mm. blah, 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 blah. It mm. was really like we both want this in the world and we want to see it. it, We want to see it exist and it's important that it does exist. Hmm. And so these conversations are how we're going to make that through the, you know, we're going to make those steps. Were the forms really like a big part of the discussion? Cause like you were saying, there's a lot of things. There is a social practice element. Uh There is a, um, a a reference to popular culture. Uh, You know, food is one of the deepest, most involved cultural things throughout Mm -hmm. all of history. Uh, Performance, uh, aesthetics. You know, I was actually really, really attracted to the aesthetics. I'm a Mm -hmm. photographer by, uh, by most definitions and and to me i got two photographs in the mail of the show and immediately was like oh my god what is this you know just this kitchen (laughs) set up inside of an empty art hall luckily the first photo i shot was actually of the whole space not just the uh the The close-up yeah so i saw the audience i saw the set and i saw the space and i was just like oh damn you know like i was immediately in from that point on so were you guys talking a lot about like are we leaning 
performance direction? Are no. we leaning critique direction? We didn't direction? talk that Zero. at all. Zero. Yeah, that like, was nothing. We never thought... I mean, I can speak from my part because I speak a lot again. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize and I continue. Well, right? You do <laughs> not need to no, I'm, I'm a self-taught artist. So I never had this mentality that you may get in, uh, in art school of where does this work fit in? Yeah. How so does it exist? I, I mean, Sean doesn't have it for other reasons, but for me, I never tried to position my work inside something or something else so it was just it was just that but also in terms of tools you know if you're using if you're making an artwork just like let's just say you're using spices in a dish you use certain ones in order to achieve certain things so was that more of a was that i mean because obviously you're trying to engage with the audience somehow yeah and so and so i'm just thinking more about how how cognitive you guys were or whether the format fits the content you know if you guys just said this is what we'd like to do and this is the most natural extension of that i would actually go with the latter i think that it was the natural extension mm-hmm. like we knew that we yeah we knew what the idea was and it seemed like these were the natural like these were all natural that like these are the ways and it's also kind of the form that a lot of these cooking like these chefs, these are how these chefs actually kind of exist, right? So they have their cooking. If you think of, I'm, I'm just going to use another example. So the River Cottage, it's a British show. He is a famous chef. He has his cooking show. He has guests come on that he works with. They create something. He then also has his restaurant that people come and see things. And he also has these cookbooks. So there's this kind of natural progression that also that automatically happens where it exists both, like you were saying, analog and digitally, it exists in a multiplicity of media, right? Which is very much how we exist just as people like we exist within a multiplicity of media daily. It's really hard not to do that. You have to go off to like some silent retreat in the middle of the mountains to not exist in that sort of situation. So I think that what we created is something that is just natural within the culture. Right. And almost any grew organically out of the idea. The world, I think it's uh, across the board, the way, if I had to summarize like the work of this, the award for this show is honest. You know what I mean? Because there is this like a, us like just want to have fun and like simple there is the honesty of the artists that are like i'm not going to pretend that uh that this is like uh i'm throwing missiles to mars like my concept is what's there Mm. but there is an honesty in opening your practice and like it's very genuine the whole thing and um no we did honestly like uh, two weeks before we, I mean, we've been working a lot because then it's going to sound that we didn't work, but we did worked a lot. <laughs> but two weeks before, we still, until we arrived at the concert, it was still three PowerPoint slides with three mood boards, one for the learn part, one for the make part, and one for the show part. That's what it, you know. Mm. It was like a mood board with three pictures of Master Martha Stewart's show. And that's, like, yeah. that's what we're going to look, yeah. you know. <laughs> and like, uh, that's, and it's really just made absolute sense i mean sean is really excellent in like um props and setting and all that like he has really an eye uh but it's uh it was it's just natural Mm. in a way that maybe that's why the reason why it worked because it was very intuitive totally because i think that a lot of the best artworks uh come naturally from whatever well they came from you know they don't need to be forced together they come together well and i think that even works when you extend that to the artists that 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 collaborated with us on, on the show. Like it really, it, again, people were nervous, but they weren't nervous about necessarily 
their practice, they're secure in their practice. What they were nervous about is being in front of people, which right. is right. Normal, it's just a whole right? different yeah. different way of yeah, engaging with way. their work. But I think that like it became such we had such this amazing natural progression of like talking and and how that worked and this this relationship that we we built with these artists was actually kind of. I think it's pretty amazing. I think you probably agree. Like yeah. it was really kind of beautiful to see these, these things open up and, and watch these artists talk. I mean, some of them have very simple, like the material part of their practice is very simple, but what's really engaging and what really builds the artwork is the context and context that it's made in and the concepts that are behind it. And then other ones have like a much more complicated sort of system. And that doesn't mean that they're any more simple in idea, but it's this like kind of amazing thing that was happening with all of the artists of the ebb and flow and the way that we then collaborated with them was, I don't know, kind of exciting. But think of it as well. Like, I think it's like the same way what happens in, in a kitchen. Like, yeah. you know, you can't force and plan. Like uh, when you invite people and you're like in a more casual setup, you're going to start cooking and you're going to be like, Oh no, you, no, no, no. You go sit there. You know, you took one spoon too much of that. Go there. You have to, st- I mean, you know, you can't control and things, People with it, like it's it's the core of what makes us human and human relationships, and we just mm. kept allowed we allowed that to happen. Mm. I, w- I would say. Yeah, I imagine that that uh, this was probably a pretty incredible experience for a lot of the artists too, because they had kind of a, a a a completely new way of engaging with their own work and their own practice, mm-hmm. and. If they're anything like I am, those sort of things kick open doors, which may have been right there, but I hadn't seen. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably happened. Well, I mean, that happened for us just doing the process. I would imagine, I I would imagine that, yeah, I think it probably does change some of the artists, or at least the way that they think, or maybe, maybe not the way that they think about the work, but maybe the way that they talk about the work. One thing too, because we only speak not about the performance, but performance is like really one of the three steps of it. Yeah. And so, uh, the artists come and they present their art recipe to make their work. And then we make these uh, recipes available online mm-hmm. and uh, through workshops. And then, uh, the artists display their work in the exhibition space, which is a third part of the project. And uh, we organize this like, and everybody's invited to uh, bring their work. Uh, inspired by the recipes. And so Mia was really curious about like, uh, yeah. how are they going? Because one thing is to say, like to show off and say, yeah, I'm the, I don't care about authorship. Here is how I do guys, you know? And one thing is that to really see actually, actually someone reappropriating it. And then you're like, Oh, you know? Yeah. And I was really concerned about that. And yeah. I was yesterday uh, in the exhibition space with Dite, who is one of the artists uh, that uh, present a work called uh, Year Forms, where she uh, interviews people that, that, that have synesthesia, and uh, based on what they describe, uh, the way they describe, the way they envision the year, she creates this little like a statue with like a wire. Mm-hmm. You can see on the website, but we'll put a link up to it. Okay, yes, that would be great. I would send it to you. But uh, and then like uh, I was with her yesterday, yesterday in the exhibition space, and she's like, "Oh, look there! People did a bit uh, a year form," and so she was so. So excited and she was like oh my god look at them that people liked her work so much that they wanted to take it as an inspiration yeah. to the work and she's like how did they do who did they interview she was like over the moon about she that loved it. yeah she, she made her happy you know mm. and it's like a validation or like a or like a sign of, of respect and that again brings me back to a 
what authorship was, right? Before, uh, I mean, uh, even after Middle Age, right? During uh, Roman time, it was uh, when you were using someone else's quote without even saying it, it was an honor you were making to that person because the idea was to make, improve art to make it as perfect as possible. And that you were, it was a celebration for the other person if you were taking his words and like using them. It was and, towards the greater good for society. Yes. And it was, it was an honor. It was a clear, it was not like a, oh, okay, I'm accepting. It's an honor if someone decides to take my work and try to make it better, you know? And that's interesting because then you're like, oh, why, where this, does this like notion of authorship we have now in the analog world comes from? And then Renaissance. Money. Money. Yeah. Yeah. I think money is really the big one there. But like, well, and it, also, yeah, it comes out of the genius also. Right. Like it yeah, comes yeah, out of the, the solitary the, genius. Yeah. So yeah, I but think, all that comes from where? Because people want to like attach something to yeah. someone and like uh, then you have to like claim. But the natural, the kind of like a more like a organic way of reacting is like cool, you yeah. know? like a, right. Yeah. And just pure excitement. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, you're right. There, there was that amazing thing when you would see the artist walk in, they're like, Whoa. Did people remake all these pieces? Yeah. Wow. Like they get so excited. So excited. Well, I think the context helps too, because yeah. it's one thing you get so used to as a working artist, the whole like, I work on my thing, I exhibit my thing, and then I go back, like you were saying mm-hmm. earlier. And then maybe since you're in this closed loop, and then you go to some other archer and you see someone who appropriated one of your ideas, or maybe didn't at all anyways, doesn't matter, but it's something similar to yours, you might be like, hey, you know, but as soon as you guys create this this space for reusing those ideas and not even just reusing, but engaging with people with the ideas, because in a way it's more it's more real, that engagement than yeah. just viewing passively and then going on with your life. Yeah. Uh, you know, that can just bring that excitement out just by recontextualizing the idea. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But what happens when you guys, you know, you said it took a while to bake the idea when it became a little more solid, a little more cooked, shall we say? When was that? (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you guys got tired of talking about it and decided to take the next step for making it real, how did you go about that? Um, I think the first step was really to get it securely down on paper really formalize formalize that that process to basically say we'd been talking about these different notions of like how it exists but then all of a sudden it was like well we have step one and then we have step two and we have step well why don't we just do step one step two step three and formalize those as the way that the process will as a recipe yeah as a recipe yeah so it works as a recipe exactly um, really? So you, you, it wasn't in the context of an exhibition proposal, for example? Not at first. It really, I think the beginning really was for us to like look at, well, how does this, like, what does this actually look it? like? What's the actual idea? Right. Because it really, it stays very fluid and whatever, you know, kind of floating in the ether of us talking in these conversations. But we knew that we wanted it to go farther. So the first step really was how do we formalize it? The first the first way to formalize it was to make the recipe for the project. I like this. You guys are dedicated. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I want to read the Mystifier work too, because yeah. honestly, mastering the art of contemporary art is a concept. It's not, there's yeah. no, like, uh, we have 500 words where we're like, a, yeah. uh, it is, it is that, you know, it's not, a, uh, it's a, um, a TV set kitchen. 
but it can be like it, there's one million forms to make a TV set kitchen. We just need to capture the archetype of a TV. You know, it could be it have been this one, or it's not like you know like a sculpture where you have like it's that. It would have been like ten different million ways different, and it would have still worked. You know, so we until like two weeks before it was just ideas in swaps. But it's a TV set. It's a, a website, okay, with recipes, which, and then it's an empty space where people bring work. I mean, that's what it is. Right. So, uh, what we had is just ideas and, uh, the materialization happened as we're on, as the exhibition was happening. And, uh, we approached a cancer and we approached several other institutions that are like, uh, Let's wait to see a bit more of how it's going to be. And like, uh, uh, Cancel Arrows were really like, uh, had the guts to say it's 500 words. It's an abstract concept. Okay. A TV cooking show. And like, there is a website, you know, but yeah, we shot a pilot in Esmeralda's kitchen. And that was how the, that was our first video was a pilot of, of us, Esmeralda interviewing me on a, on my, one of my processes. And we shot. It was very much like we need to see this thing, right. how it functions and how it works. And it was shot as amateur and 500 yeah. words. That's what the work was until yeah. the exhibition happened, you know. Right. Uh, and a mood board. And uh, <laughs> my three PowerPoint yeah. slides. I'm very exactly. proud of them. Uh, so that's it, you know. And like, um, and now there is more recipes. Now the website has some, f- we made some meat to it, right? right? And now people can visualize. But I'm sure, like, even like a, uh, at Cancel Arrows, they trusted us in a, a way I don't know, the same way as I trust Sean absolutely blind, like without, and he does. Yeah. The Cancel trusted us and took an incredible risk because we never collaborated together. We never did this show together. We never did really a lot of performance. I mean, performances. Yeah, neither of us have done that much of performance. We're not Danish. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. We're not Danish. We are, like, and we don't know artists in Denmark. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the yeah. thing that's kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you guys hatched this scheme in New York and don't really have a connection to Denmark. And it's not even Copenhagen. It's Aarhus. It's the and, second largest city in Denmark. Yeah. And hold on. If you see my website and Sean's website, you're like, why these people are, are, are together, you know? Right, there's no context no, for it. No, for no, there's no, yeah. you know, I don't, like, we, we have this shared idea, a lot of shared values, but yeah. our, our our themes are like, why are they together? And I think people, even people, when they saw first the project and my work, they were like, why is connecting with your work? And then, like, I, through the website, through all that, I found my identity like as a my single practice in it. But it was really like just like a random. Oh, super random! Good. Yeah, I think random is the right word. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of random and random, and there was a lot of um. I can't think of the word. There was a lot of like serendipity mm-hmm. within the experience. Like we just kept having these moments where it was like, oh, that's right. Cool. That's Great. how that yeah. goes. Yeah. Oh, that's right too. Wow. This is kind of amazing. We're getting a lot of these moments right. where like, and even when they weren't right, they were still, it wasn't wrong. It right. just was not the thing. So we just kept going and like you learn from those experiences. Well, I think that, you know, most artists go through this long process of trying to figure out how to make ideas actualized and how to make shows happen and how to make that. And it seems like when an idea grows out of a a natural place uh, of a strong foundation, the serendipity just keeps going. You know, shows come easier when the idea is easier. Yeah. You know, I don't mean easier, simple. I mean, easier as in more natural, more organic, more, uh, 
you know fits well together and uh you know but but i think it's it's important to focus on this process of trying to make ideas happen too so did you guys how many places did you send this recipe to we keep on sending, but everybody's yeah, like, even after the validation of the cancer iris, people were like, let's wait and see. But what I've, are we I, talking like hundreds? No, no, no not no, hundreds. No, no, no. no, no. We, because you cannot cold call a kind of project like that. You know, you just like, that's the to, thing. to start a conversation. You know how it works. But I feel that it's randomness. It's the right encounter. It's this stupid email I sent to correct my English that connected me with uh, with this person that in his practice has no other connection that this shared. I mean, we have a lot, but yeah. it doesn't, at first glance, it doesn't make sense. And then it's uh, about having uh, the cancer arrows, having like this vision of having a two-year program about like collective making. And they had this open call and you were reading every sentence and we're like, that's master in the art. That's us. That's us. And we got this. I, it's me browsing the internet, internet, and finding this. In sending it there, having this person Josia that uh, now is at work at Liverpool Biennale, saying, "Yes, that's my vision too." It's just people with the same vision that randomly come together, and that's la- that's what life is about, right? In a way. So it really has nothing to do with Denmark or Aarhus. It no, has to do with the fact that there planning. was a a, a opening. Or there was just the Honestly, right it was moment. the right set yeah. of circumstances. Yeah, because yeah. really the idea behind this piece, behind Maca, behind everything with this, is that with with doing it here in Denmark, it's about Danish visual cuisine, right? We're looking at the right now artists that are working right now. So we now have all the recipes for right now in Denmark of these these this set of artists. So now when we go on and we do it in other cities, it'll be the visual cuisine of those places. Well, then what starts happening when people from those cities look at the at, at the Mastering the Art of Contemporary Art website and go, oh, these things are happening in Denmark? I really like this piece. So then that language starts crossing. It really starts crossing borders. It starts crossing ideas. It starts kind of changing the whole time. So you end up with this kind of the way that, I mean, the way that a lot of cookbooks, I, I know at least in the States, like, and I, I think in other places, like in the States, you could find these cookbooks, like the Southern living cookbook. And it would be like Southern living, like best of Alabama c- cooking or it would be, pie. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or like it's Christmas cuisine from like the Appalachian States or whatever it was like, I, and I would buy these books all the time just cause they're so weird. But then I realized like, Oh, well th- w- this is the same idea. Like we're looking at these, like these places and what's happening based on this kind of geographic location, these people that have these ideas and how does that then start translating from place to place to place to place on and on and on into the future. And I think the website is really uh, key because it's, first of all, as we want to make this project travel, that's like a clear, clear thing. uh, And uh, to make this network. And in the first of all, it's this website is a manifesto progressively because the more people that like show the recipe, the more people like sign this idea of like, Hey, that's how we see authorship. And that's how we see our art practice. And then, Imagine like after a few iterations in diff- because, and now we are like season one, episode one to uh, to 16, right? And there's going to be a season two, like where somewhere else in the world. And someone is like browsing the website and it's like, oh, 
That's a cool recipe, season one, episode three, I like. Oh, but season five, episode two is cool too. I'm going to mix both. And then like a you you make fusion. The, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a weird creole of, of ideas and, and materials and, and location. Well, that's the absolutely tremendous part about this idea is that it is kind of bottomless. You know, you're just creating a context for people who are already working with ideas and processes to share them. We offer a framework and we translate. That's what we're doing. And the freedom is absolute from the artist, for the people that make the work and bring it for everyone. Man, I'm yeah, I'm just really excited. I think it's really, really, really great what you guys have done. It's super cool. Uh, and it's really cool too, because if it is going to keep going, which you guys are saying it will, it's just going to become more and more of its own thing as time goes on. You're yeah. also going to create a tremendous archive. Yeah. And I actually, I'm really excited. I really obviously like books and things like that. So the archive of it is actually really exciting for me. Yeah. It's really excited to be able to say like, look at what was happening at this time in this place with these people and how then does that relate to now or right. how does that relate to two years from now and right. how does that relate from here to there i mean yeah. i'm really curious to see because if we see like some things some behaviors at any point i cannot predict them like we just give a framework things that are similar in random places. Then yeah. you're like, where the, I mean, again, where is the human nature? Like what, yeah. what is what something that we can like, we share that transcends our cultures. Yeah. And yeah. And how are like, maybe there are cultural regularities that you don't realize or that maybe you not. share or maybe, maybe they're not. Know. Yeah. You don't realize that you share or don't share with another place. Um, like, is it that you're post-colonial or is it that you come from a Germanic speaking language? Is it that I don't know, everybody eats fish? I don't know what it is. Whatever like, it could you're be. like blue. Yeah. Whatever it is, like, what, what are those things and how then do you start understanding? Maybe you didn't know. Maybe it wasn't something. Maybe it, then it starts spinning on to other ideas and understanding why. Mm. So when it became clear that you were coming to Denmark. Mm-hmm. How did you start the process of, of engaging with Denmark? You know, because you guys had to find artists. So you had to... Yeah. Googling um, Googling is... Uh, it's amazing. Thank you, Google. I should put you And there. dangerous. And, uh, and really, yeah, it's really a strange experience because you right, kind you're of... getting a crash course in a whole art scene in a weird way, right? Yeah. Organically. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. we got two names. Yeah. And we asked these two names. Give us some names. Mm. How did you find those two names? Uh, the constant. Yeah. Okay. Give yeah. some. Uh, they said these people would probably be. Well, they the just right said that these are people that we that we like. That we like. Mm. And yeah. We saw some galleries too, and we are uh, we reach out to some galleries. Say, hey, do you have any artists to recommend local? Mm. And or organically, but that was, I mean, Sean has a very good experience experience in like engaging and community based things, which I don't. And uh, uh, that was really, we didn't have a trip to prepare beforehand. So establishing the contact and convincing people say like, hello, I'm from New York. (laughs) I'm going to be visiting your country. (laughs) Exactly. I have this idea. It's kind of like going door to door and saying, would you like to look at some knives? Yeah, totally. um, But from far away, like uh, we can speak, but wait a second, I am six hours after you. So it can only be, you know. So we were like virtual cartoons for them too. (laughs) There's a lot of just random emails of, so is this happening? Yeah. So these are the materials that I need. And then you'd have that moment of, 
Well, we're going to have to figure out how to do that because I don't know where where to right. buy things in Denmark yet. So we'll we'll figure out where things are in Denmark, and we'll then luckily the you know with the Kunsthal we they have such a large support network that we really do have some really great people helping us. Um, so you could reach out and say, "Look, I need to know where to get some plaster, some hammers." Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. But it's like fabric. trust, yeah. because I mean, these people said yes, yeah. but we build a whole show of people we don't, random people we don't know yeah. that said yes, we're gonna come. I mean, like how many times you get stood up by someone you meet online, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and you didn't come here beforehand. No, no, no neither of us. It's I for me, it's my first time in Denmark. I think first it's time. also your first yeah. time in Denmark. So we love it. Yeah. And you brought together a bunch of people to cook art. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of artists and, a and being excited about it. Bunch of Kunsthal people and a bunch of people from the city and that's pretty wild. Were most of the artists you guys worked with were they local to Aarhus? Were they Jutland artists or did they come from all over Denmark? Denmark. All over Denmark. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And some of them have Aarhus connections, but live in Copenhagen. Most artists live here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, There's uh, there actually there is a f- pretty large. Um, community of artists living in Aarhus, which mm. has been really interesting to see how they are experiencing that city and and what you know they take us around. It's been really that's actually been a really lovely experience to get to know their kind of situation that they're in, yeah, and their lifestyle and how that informs their practice. Yeah, and actually, I realized as soon as I said most artists in Copenhagen, that's probably wrong. It's just most artists inside the art system are in Copenhagen. You know, they're probably excluded to a certain degree, people who aren't here. Yeah, it's possible. I don't, I, I mean, I, I mean, that would be one of those things. It's hard to go deep because if an artist wants to be secluded in Aarhus without a website, well, Google cannot help us on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. But uh, I mean, it's like sometimes, I mean, I know that it sounds amazing to you, but it's just, it was, it's so simple. We just trust. It's just it's nothing else, you know. Like and try. Trust yeah. and try in very yeah. honest way, you know. Just like it's it a, uh, I could, you know, we can. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a person that worries. I could worry about oh, and what if and what if and what if. But you know, like uh, invite people to your to your to your home for dinner where people come. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, nobody's gonna come, and then like uh, I don't know, like. Uh, and you have a party in an empty art hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, that, I don't think we ever thought. Any of the worst would ever happen. I know, because again, the idea is so strong as a foundation, as a carrying point, that it it almost seems impossible. The worst that could have happened was like... I, I actually I don't know if there is the word like no, I, I don't worse. think it was artist not coming because yeah, I'm the one that worries. So there there the artist not coming, but even still, <laughs> here comes like, the list. I think that <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think you know there were so many people involved. There's so much. There's so much stuff. It's not like we weren't going to get any of the artists to come there. What that wasn't going to happen that we've had so many conversations and so many like kind of lovely interactions with these people that we knew that, that some of them, a lot of them really believed in what was happening and were really interested. So I think the worst is that a few artists wouldn't come and that nobody's going to make the works too, yeah, because there's that step was a big three. part. Yeah. And like imagine if someone, nobody relates and people, nobody comes to the performance and imagine like, imagine like first artist does it, nobody comes and then like the word spreads and people are going to be like, it's a, it's hurting. Or then like nobody, then people say, Oh, it's cool. And then go home. But what the, the gap between just attending the performance 
and just like go home and keep on going with your life. But how do you make the person not only attend, go home and say, hey, I want to make stuff too. And I want, not only I want to make stuff to home, but I want to bring it back to mm-hmm. Kenstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, tons yeah. of reason to worry. And Sean is really like, which, which really I give that credit to him. He's like, a, he, you know, it's, it's just. I just really believe that people would. I genuinely like believe that that's it's that a people would method, right to believe it's something it happens. Yeah, okay. yeah, and <laughs> it did. Yeah, and I I really did. Like I really believe that like the projects are engaging enough, that the pieces are engaging enough, the the space is engaging enough. I I think that you and I are like you said we're cartoons. We're mm-hmm. kind of engaging enough. Our conversations with the artists are engaging, and really the audience was engaged. Like it was it was great. It was kind of. I think I said this before, it was kind of a hide to sit there and like, you watch people and they're smiling and they're like looking on because they're genuinely interested and excited in what's going on. I believe that's what was going to happen. Like I really had this kind of positive attitude of like, well, I think it's really great. I think this is a great project. And I think people are going to want to be there and want to respond and want to participate. There was one of the person in the audience that came to like uh, four or five performances. Yeah. And yesterday we had an artist talk to, uh, and he came with a bottle of champagne and some uh, dog treats for my dog and say, thank you. And he just brought us a gift, you know, because that made me him happy. Because it touched him. Yeah. yeah. That's the best thing that could happen. Fun, right? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you guys, is part of the show, I mean, I guess we should also kind of, set it up for maybe people who haven't seen it there obviously will be uh links Maca. and TV. stuff yeah i'll put all of that up on the website for uh for that but but you guys have uh, you guys kind of have these three foundations there's learn make make uh and show. show and show or reflect and so learn is the presentation of the art yes making is the audience engagement in reproducing online. yeah on it's a website oh. Make is a website yeah no. And workshops, but it's ba- the base of make is oh, is a virtual. It's a website. And then show the exhibition space where people can bring their work. Is that up now, or is yes. that coming afterwards? Yeah, it's that's now. It's now. Part. Okay, so that's part so of it. So it's an on. It basically the the way that the exhibition works is that it keeps building throughout the process of of the ex, of of the entire Maca exhibition. So as soon as someone shows up with something, they're like, "Hey, check this out! I made this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys put that in. And the, the artist that if we it's, if it's inspired by a recipe. Yeah, right? if it's right. inspired right. by a recipe. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. the big thing is, the, um, yeah, it needs to be, it needs to somehow reflect the recipe in some way. And and the way that the exhibition is building is we had our first two artists at the opening. So we had two pieces of art. We had two empty. artists work. It was an empty gallery at the very beginning. Super. Just had, and sorry, Sean. Yeah. Uh, empty with pedestals yeah. and white walls. That was dramatic, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It's pretty right? striking. Yeah. And so then, like, we installed the first pieces and they're... That was the show. And then we had two more artists and we installed two more pieces and then people started making the work. And so then we brought work in um, that came from, you know, people from the community. And then that's just how the exhibition has been growing. And I didn't get a count when we left, it's but packed. there's a lot of work and it's kind of great to walk into the it's space. It's really cool. And the, I think one of the most amazing things is, you know, you walk into a lot of galleries and a piece is isolated, right? It has no... It's in a white wall space. There's nothing kind of around it. And that's part of the idea. Like, if you step back, obviously, you can see everything. But you can isolate the piece. What's interesting about the Maca exhibition, and I think what actually works with this idea of of the original and then and people kind of reappropriating, recreating these works, is that you're always an eye shot. 
there's always something that's referencing something else. And there's always this dialogue that's happening between pieces. So with Dita's piece, you can actually look at Dita's piece and look at other pieces based on Dita's piece, like on, on this recipe, you can look at her piece and see how it's related to Johanna's piece, that there's a, a, a direct conversation that's constantly happening within the space. And the website, is the, the website is a food court. Like, uh, what do you want? Like Chinese, Indian? Yeah. Like, what do you want to make? Like yeah. a sculpture, <laughs> a video? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do a performance? Yeah, do you want a video, a performance? Do you want to take a like- bunch of lamb fat and slice it up and make Barbie dolls out of it? Or do you want yeah. to be the annoying one that wants to change everything in the menu? You yeah. know, like... Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what's in the, the space. Like, in the space, you have, like, a videos, you have uh, pictures, you have sculptures, you have, mm. like, uh, tons of stuff, you know? And it's just kind of like... It's really aesthetically extremely pleasing, the space. It is, yeah. I really like, I, I and love And we don't get credit for it. it because none of us is our, no, nobody, I mean, we select the artist and the works, but we never selected the work to match with each other. We just selected right. the work to be appropriate for a recipe. Like, I don't want, like, a, it was harder to have a painter that, like, a, spends 10 hours in his studio and for some obscure reason decides to, like, make this, like, a white stripe. We couldn't have, that fit. We need people to put stuff together. Mm. It's amazing. Uh, what's going to happen to all the artworks once this goes down? Are they they go back, back to the artists. Yeah. And so there is no exhibition, really. It's, you know, it returns to whence it came. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, as, as all exhibitions do. Yeah. Right. I think that, you know, that's, that's just the nature of exhibitions, right? It always just goes back to wherever that is some vault that somewhere is. Yeah, exactly <laughs> but yeah i mean that's the idea is that then once the exhibition once the maca the mastering the art of contemporary art exhibition is complete right then the works all go back to the the owners of those works they, right. they and then can, can live onwards if the owners so desire yeah you know they can live with the recipes these pieces that they've made hmm. um and maybe they're I don't know. show it somewhere else. Yeah, maybe they'll show it someplace else. and Or, you know, maybe they're a, a college student and this is the piece that they've made because they've never made it work. Or maybe they're a professional artist and they decided to go ahead and do another recipe of another artist. And so then it becomes part of their kind of ongoing dialogue within their practice. Um, hmm. Do you guys have any um, anything kind of specific or something that springs to mind that you learned this time around? Now you've done the show for the first time ever. Uh, was there a surprise, something you learned, something that stood out from actualizing the, the ideas you've been talking about for so long? Sean, I can answer, but I'm going to leave you some time to think. <laughs> no, no. Go, go ahead and answer, and, and I'll just keep thinking. Yeah. I'm like, I give you much. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Ah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I know how this works. Like, uh, I was always thinking of like... Uh, the, how repetitive the performance are going to be. Yeah. Like in the sense, of, I'm like, oh, okay, like uh, you get the first one, you get excited and you're like, I mean, in every thing it becomes repetitive. And what surprised me is that as every practice is so unique, we, because, you know, when you repeat me, I'm bored very fast. So when I repeat, I'm bored. So, uh, like, I remember like, um, uh, there was, uh, the fourth, perf- sixth, seventh performance, I think. Julie Beach, she arrives and she's like, um, listen, uh, silence is one, one of the ingredients of my work. So I'm like, well, uh, the problem, problem is that we need to speak because we need to do a recipe. And so, uh, we sat together and started being creative on how to make it work while respecting her practice 
and still fitting in the format. So what happened is that like a, uh, she was sitting in the, she was in the counter making the work, me standing next to her, like in every other performance. And behind her was her boyfriend who is working very closely with her. So I was turning my head, looking at Julie and say, so Julie, what exactly is here? And there was a male voice from behind saying, standing in the background, saying, what you're doing here, yeah. what I'm doing is that. Blah, blah. And I was like, very interesting, Julie, still looking at Julie. And we create this triangle. And like that worked fine. People loved it. And that that's what surprised me is that like, as every practice is unique, we end up keep on being unique. Like this, uh, this, the only thing we need is someone to talk and show the, the, the steps to make the work, how it's going to happen. Yeah, it could be up anything. to us yeah. to, uh, with the artist to, it's a real collaboration, uh, to, to, to keep on creating new performance because the performance are like artworks on their own, each of them. Right. So that was my answer. Sean, I, I actually am thinking two things. One thing I think goes back to the performances where I was a, a part of that, like part of this thing of like, they, they weren't boring ever. Like there was never the, rep- like there was no repetition other than the fact that we were always in the same space, but every time we were in the space, it felt so different, which was kind of amazing. I also think that doing this with, with these artists I was really amazed at how engaged they were, how much they loved doing this, how much they really seemed to like find it so intriguing. But also the other part that I I just, I've sat in the Kunsthal kind of watching and I just kind of wander around. I really like watching people come in when there's no performance Mm -hmm. and they sit like they sit in a quiet set. And sit and was well, kind of quiet. I mean, we have this show playing in the background, but they sit and they'll, they'll watch. They just kind of look at the space and they look at, we have two TVs, one that's showing kind of a, a slideshow of the artist works that we've been working with. And then the other TV has the episodes on. And I just, I've watched people just sit and they watch and they just kind of, oh, they look over things and then they get up and then they walk over to the, the sink and they kind of look at the sink and then they walk over to these other things and they look and they at things. They go backstage and they see yeah, us and they while see we're us editing working. the videos, yeah. you know. So, so it's completely open. Yeah, it's, everything's completely open. We actually edit all the videos in the back. We put so together it, all the slideshows in the back. So it became a performance too, like us being there. I mean, with the person like uh, Ilse that was working with us to edit us being there, having all these like big computers with, uh, with all the like editing softwares that reminds again the cliche you have of like the back room of like where the shows are. That was, that ended up being part of the work. Yeah. Yeah. And people were staying as well during the performance too. I was surprised that people, I mean, the last 45 minutes, how, I mean, I've been to many art performances. I mean, you give me to keep me more than 10 minutes. I was I'm gonna like, say six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm more patient. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is not true. Uh, but uh, well, yeah. it's okay for stuff to be bad, you know. Like yeah. I, I, you know, there's that whole idea that you're supposed to look at an artwork long enough to to make mm-hmm. it good. It's okay just to look at it and be like, yeah, that's not me. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah, not yeah, here. exactly. And and or we, it's me, but I, got, I have enough of it. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was, yeah. I mean, it's amazing that that it was engaging enough for people to want to sit and watch in some way. Maybe it was engaging visually. Maybe it was engaging because of Esmeralda and I. Maybe, maybe it was we want to believe it was engaging. And the people were like, well, you're yawning. But, Did they want to stand up? They were, they were just being polite. polite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, classic Protestant Danish yeah, like, no, yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to do this. Imagine in Greece, we're like, what yeah, the exactly. fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be here anymore, but I can't stand up. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But, it, you know, it, it was kind of funny, like, after the performances, because I was really curious how this was going to work. It's also funny because I've seen people take selfies in the kitchen. That was one of the funniest things. I came around the corner and I looked over and there was this guy, I don't know, like 60, with his iPhone standing there making, I don't know, kind of a smile, kind of, a, I don't know, some... I'm a cool guy. Yeah, face. face. And taking a photograph in front of, like the window and in, in the rack of tools. And it was just kind of like, what? Okay. Well, it's a really interesting way to engage, yeah. you know, and also walking into like, I walked by the gallery yesterday where the exhibition, like all the artworks are. And there was a woman standing in the middle, just staring up at a piece. She was just staring at it. And it was such a beautiful little moment. It was this kind of like, almost like a child looks at something just kind of, like that's all that exists, and, and do, it was amazing. We don't get credit on that. I mean, I don't take any. It's just it naturally happens. I don't. It's yeah. not, we didn't intend. We made anything to make it happen that way. You did well. You made the space. You created the circumstances for this to happen, and it's thanks planned. to everybody who took part of it. Not no, but planned. that's again, that's yeah. that organic foundation of the idea, which yeah. is carrying this so so far. Yeah, I have a I, like. I think for me, organic ideas are really they're the ones that succeed. Mm. Right. I think that when there's so much hands on, there's so much, so many people touching things that they tend to fail in some way, but having something grow organically really kind of makes them more dynamic. It mm. makes them more interesting. It makes them more like flavorful. They make some more engaging. Mm. Um, and yeah, this really was an organic process for us. And it tasted good. And it did taste pretty good. So what's next? What are, we, what are we looking at now? You guys got to have some decompression time at some point. Here, uh, separate or together? <laughs> well, just for, I think for Maca, for the idea, the concept of, of, of what you've started now. I think that we'll, we'll continue to be working on the website, which is obviously yeah. something that will kind of grow and develop. I think we that, need to right away. Yeah. Because we are New Yorkers, right? Yeah. So we that, have to keep working. Uh, yeah. You just stop working. No, no. I'm trying to push the, the baby blues depression as much as I can, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. So now right away, I think, uh, we want to, like, we had started talking with some institutions and we want now that we have some, uh, some things to show and funding continue sources, the conversation, yeah. uh, like right away because you don't, you have to, in French, we say you have to hit the iron when it's still hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. same in English. <laughs> I think that we came up with it first, though. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Probably the Brits did. Probably the Irish. Yeah. Probably yeah. the Irish, <laughs> exactly. Those drunk smithies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what's next. next yeah. is to well, now you, ha yeah, right, now you have a lot to show for the idea. Well, we have more than 500 words in a mood board. Yes, <laughs> so, which is fantastic. Have a we have a lot of hours. We have a lot of hours. We have a lot of, we, we have a piece and mm -hmm. that piece mm -hmm. is the Maca.tv website. Yeah. Like right. it really, that is it's, a piece. That's the work. You and know? that's what will survive that's, after yeah, everything is survive, taken yeah. over. Well, I think, uh, you know, obviously thank you guys for your time. Um, I do have a final question. It's the goddamn worst question ever. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's very, it's very much related to what the show is. World peace. <laughs> oh, sorry. No. Number 42. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I like to ask people what art is for in their own mind. Why do we do this? Why do we, mm -hmm. uh, why do we choose to engage with the world in this way? And I think that is, whether it was on purpose or not, kind of one of the f things you guys are exploring with this exhibition. 
So it's fair to say, go to our website and the answer lies within. But, you know, no, if you guys have any... I hate that stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but I think that there it's bigger What's than that. What's art for you, Sean? I would say, I, I think that there's there's a deep value in cultural understanding, right? And I think that what comes out of a lot of artwork is that we start to understand ourselves in relationships to others. Um, I think that our relationships to others um, becomes more clear, more defined. It, hopefully it asks more questions through visual art and actually all arts. I'm not even visual, like cooking is also in there and d performance and movies and books. I think that like it, it also, it, it defines our history of in time. I think that that's also a really important thing. So yeah, I, I would say that those, for me at least, that's that's something that's really important. Um, but it, it's relational. It's it's how we relate to each other in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. How about you? Uh, for me, it's a language. It's as simple as that. It's a language that transcends languages. When I speak about language, like it transcends words. And personally, I'm a multilingual because I'm Greek and French, and uh, I don't feel like I I own neither nor because I uh, and so. The, my best way to to be able to express my thoughts, because I know I will do averagely in each language, is to do art about it. I know exactly what you mean. You see what I mean? So like, a, that's why I started. I mean, I don't intuitively it started that way, because mm. I and I hear myself, and you're gonna hear it uh, during the interview. I have one idea, and in the same sentence, I reformulate the same idea four or five times because I have this deep anxiety that I'm not fully understood the concept behind because concept there is not it's not words concept is concepts mm. so you can translate them with words or with images or with maca communication yeah well uh thank you guys so much for your time fun yeah, thanks cool. this was great yeah. really appreciate it loads of fun thank you and do we clap now hands or something cool all right that was sean and esmeralda how great was that? So, thank you for listening to this episode of the Undergang Armchair. Special welcome to all the new listeners out there. The intro and outro music was kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by Arcee. You can find links to their music and tons of other great conversations with awesome people on our book festival of a website, undergang.net. If you do like the show, we would appreciate it if you'd take the time to leave a review on iTunes so that other people can find us. The show is produced in part with the kind support of the Danish Arts Council. Thank you so much for joining us.